What is up, everybody? This is not your boy, Dave. This is Shane. Not your boy. Uh, with me is Russell, the rambling man. I don't know. I don't. This isn't my show, so I don't know all the gimmicks to the intro. I just know my part. Woof woof. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Chain board. <laughs> Beep boop. <laughs> I don't, I don't sorry, sorry we, we murdered your bit, Dave. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, I'm Russell. Yep. Snowpocalypse 2022. We're in the middle of it. Yep. Uh, day one. We don't... It's not that much snow, but there was a lot of rain beforehand. There's so, like some killer icicles. Yeah, we got some killer icicles going on. Like... If you fell underneath them and they fell. Yeah, total, like, uh, winter horror movie icicles. Yeah. Um, Jack Frost bullshit. Oh, shit, Jack Frost. Oh, that movie sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. So Dave's not here because of the snowpocalypse. Uh, it's worse in his town than it is here. Uh, they're a little further west than we are, uh, and it started a few hours earlier. So, yeah, Dave, Dave, Dave drives like 40 minutes to come hang out with us. Yeah. What a bro. Yeah, I know. He's great. I don't drive 40 minutes anywhere. Yeah, I don't leave the house. <laughs> so snow, <laughs> no snow. As long as we have power, I don't give a shit. I do like when there's an obscene amount of snow, though, because then I feel less, less guilty about not, not leaving, leaving the house. house. Yeah. I'm like, I have a reason. <laughs> I do kind of feel guilty about like when I was a kid. Like, wanting to play in it, and now I'm like, nah, bro. Fuck that shit. Yeah, fuck all that shit. I also don't have coveralls anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I feel like that's a weird thing to own as an adult if you're not a farmer. Nah. Not really. No? I don't think so. I mean, in Indiana, like, I don't know, it's weird, because, like, this isn't actually that bad if you, in the grand scheme of things, like, if you go further north into, like, Wisconsin... Upper Peninsula, Michigan, Canada. Oh, like, yeah. they get real snow. Where every car on the car lot has four-wheel drive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, we get like... But then, like, you know, you go, like, three states south, and they're like, Oh, my God, a snowflake! And they die. Dude. <laughs> yes. So, like, seven years ago, Cassie and I were in Memphis, and it started to snow, and I was like, Shit, we gotta get back. And we, like, started to get back, and they were shutting roads down with, like, an inch of snow on the ground. Yeah. And and they didn't have salt. No. So, like, they had trucks just full of sand, like, dumping sand all over the road. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what in the fuck? They don't have salt. Because this isn't a thing that happens here. Because seven years ago, it didn't used to happen. It didn't used yeah. to snow very often. In, like, yeah, Tennessee like once every Kentucky. few years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. they don't have the infrastructure for it. And then, like, the whole state of Texas froze for, like, six weeks last year. Dude, there were people <laughs> in Texas that don't have furnaces installed in their house, and that blows my mind. Yeah. That you lots could... of pe- I laughed about it, but lots of people died. Yeah. Like, oh, it's nuts. Yeah, that is insane. Like, Florida has now they're all some... in debt because like the, the <laughs> fucking the power company was like uh I don't know like two hundred thousand dollars for your gas bill last month <laughs> what yeah you did a little bit more than cooking some hot dogs there Gerald <laughs> Florida uh, Florida's been dealing with uh, the 
much colder weather than they've had to deal with. Dude, before. shit's nuts. Yeah. It's anyway. Wild. Anyway. So, uh, this is this is uh, episode zero of season two, right? Season two, season four. Well, okay. Are we doing season four? So, so the last season so was the first like, season of this show. Yeah, but do we need to have this conversation on this show? I, <laughs> look, we are a transparent company. Yeah, we, I guess. Look, corporations. We've discovered in our in our thirties that corporations, like nobody, has their shit together. Yeah, they're just lying I mean, about if it. If you guys like our our three listeners, you guys know, uh, everyone that you've ever worked with in your life, including your bosses. None of them knew what the fuck they were doing. They were just faking yeah. it till they make it. And they yeah. they like just made it and never actually learned anything. Most of them anyway. Anyway, this is yeah. episode zero. I'm not going to talk about what season. This is episode zero yeah. of DQP Weekly. We're changing the name of this show, uh, kind of separating it from T- DQP Does. Yeah. Um, it's its own thing. We, yeah. we do talk about movies and stuff a little bit, but it's more of like a news and fun thing. And includes other entertainment. Yeah, this is, this is our you you could say it's our uh, catch-all for rambling. Yeah, which we've that's all we've done so far. Yeah, <laughs> there's snow outside. <laughs> all right. By the time you listen to this, there will still be snow outside. Yeah. It's gonna be like negative four all weekend. Yeah, so it's intense. Uh, we also do weather now. Yeah, we do the weather um, like three days late. <laughs> <laughs> don't go driving <laughs> hey if it's three days late we're more likely to be right than the weatherman yeah um uh anyway you want to do email insights 2020 yeah we should do emails uh yeah so the bill from indy doesn't cancel his yeah, subscription or us or us he's gonna like fucking snowshoe it up here and i don't know where that was going kill now us I, now i have a an image of him with tennis rackets taped to his shoes i was just thinking of uh polar where they like try to kill fucking uh what's his fuck mm. and he's like banging the one girl and yeah. he like kills a couple of them like while he's throwing around her dead body because the first guy shoots her <laughs> that movie is wild that movie is wild it's, it's a fun, fun little gym yeah we reviewed that we reviewed that movie if you haven't watched polar you should go watch it. It's based on a graphic novel, mm-hmm. so it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Hard to agree. All right, we got a emails. couple of emails here. We'll do Bill from Indy first. Um, so Bill from Indy said, Both of your improvised names for Dave's game are terrible. Call it something alliterative. Not illiterate. <laughs> not illiterate like me uh what is the word i'm looking for i know how to say it i've said it before alliterative uh, okay, alliterative alliterative that i mean just read it yeah it's, in, it's right there in the email that's, uh, i don't know it didn't sound right in my head or i mean, guess in my ears <laughs> call it something alliterative like dave's dastardly details I mean, that's not bad. That's not bad. I don't know why I still like hanging brain with Dave. 
That's so fucking stupid. Well, that's going to be up to Dave. So, Dave, when you're listening, uh, let us know what you want to call it. Yeah, bud. Oh, that was a good suggestion. We though. miss you. We appreciate that, uh, Bill. Uh, Bill also went on to say, I have an update on the Will of Time series now that the full first season is available. Mm. Feel free to talk all the shit you want about the Amazon series. <laughs> I am all the way out. In my opinion, they have broken the cardinal rule of book adaptations. The show creators think they can tell a better story than what already exists on the page. They are, of course, wrong. Yep. Signed, Bill from Indy. Oh, I'm sorry. They, they're trying to ruin one of your favorite properties, Bill. That, that's unfortunate. <sighs> yeah. Now I have to read the books. Mm-hmm. That Good luck with that. Steals the deal. <laughs> There's like fourteen of them. <laughs> uh, Thousands of pages. Yeah, I've already overwhelmed myself. Yeah, like probably there's probably like if there, I don't think there's fourteen. Is there like twelve, eleven? Oh, I don't know. I didn't think that I was guessing. I thought that there were fourteen. Oh, maybe there are fourteen. I think there's eleven by. I mean, he's going to email us again and correct us. So. Yeah, go ahead and email us, <laughs> Bill. DraftyQ at gmail.com. And in that email, I imagine he's also going to say, will you guys start using fucking Google? <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> so before you look it up, I think there is 11 books written by the original author and three books written by the author that took up the mantle. Which I... Robert Jordan was the original author, and then... Brandon Sanderson was the holy shit. Russell, there's author. fourteen. Oh fuck! Am I right about who did what? Uh, fuck if I know. <laughs> uh, uh, wow, I don't need to know that much. I don't want notifications from your random website. <laughs> oh my god! Fuck this website. I don't care. I'm not. I don't know. Ask Billy. It's fine. Um, you don't have to email us do about it. that. Do it. You can though. Do it. Flex your flex your nerd muscles, bro. Nerd brain. Yeah. Um, I retain some of the stupidest shit. I can't remember how to say a word, but I can remember that there's 14 books in a series I haven't read. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Email number two comes from a Zach, one of our longtime listeners and appreciated fans. Uh, Zach oh. says, love the show. Also, please talking about sports. It's painful. Don't be offended, Shane. We know he's talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> I would really like to hear you guys completely rip the DC movies a new one. It would be a really cathartic experience for me to hear you guys. Eviscerate? eviscerate those movies ha! Uh, i'm not even reading it <laughs> i don't think it's eviscerate there's no v <laughs> oh what is it let me see excore excorate oh excoriate excoriate it's all right not... so here's a new game that we're playing where our listeners know more words than i do and decide <laughs> to email us some of them so i can learn a new word every week i believe i believe i know what excoriate means uh, it has to do with like dragging over stones. No. Oh well, they excoriate. You can excoriate with stones. Dam the damage or remove part of the surface of the skin. 
but he means to censure or criticize severely. I'm going to take a moment to thank Zach for using this word. I like abrading better than excoriating. Because excoriating is similar to other words. Abrading, you can't really use abrading in this context. So excoriate is the proper word, I guess. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. It's a good word. But if I you're like talking it. about like ripping people's skin off or rubbing it off with like a cheese grater, use abrade. Yeah. Um, so this is, uh, this, this email is a uh, new season suggestions, uh, from Zach. Oh, okay. So that, that is, he wants us to, uh, talk about DC movies, talk about DC movies. We talked about talking about the DC movies for a long time. We have, it might be time. Yeah, it might be time. Especially before Jaws, not Jaws, especially before James Gunn, fucking J names, uh, shows up to save the DCU. We should probably tear, tear what exists apart. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> well, we got any more emails? Uh, that is it for the emails. All right. Thank you guys for emailing in. We do appreciate it. Sorry we're two weeks late on reading them. Yeah. I like how we brought up reading them uh, <laughs> on the last week on the DQP does. <laughs> we I don't know what you're them. talking about. There's no proof of that. <laughs> it's literally on the internet, jackass. Yeah, well, uh, internet's fake. <laughs> I also, I also have to say that uh, I was reading something when you were like, "Oh uh, yeah, well now officially Spider-Man One from 2002 is the first MCU movie." Shut the fuck up. That's it's not. Anyway, Are you talking? To I'm me? talking to you. Talking, yes. talking to me? I'm I didn't mean to do to the you. bit. <laughs> <clears throat> it's not the first MCU movie. It doesn't count. Oh, it doesn't count. No. Okay. I thought maybe I was wrong, but you're just I mean, you're wrong, yes. telling me that it doesn't count. No, you're wrong because it wasn't planned to be the first MCU movie. I mean, that is a correct statement. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are we going to be Star Wars fans and argue over canon? <laughs> I mean, it's not It's not technically canon because we don't even know if those... I mean, we do know that they're not technically the same characters. It just happened similarly. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so are you ready to talk about penis? <laughs> it, it, apparently it's time. <laughs> it's time to talk about penis. And not random penis like we usually do. I actually have an article here about penis. Oh, my God. Uh, Hollywood has a new favorite beauty trend, uh, and they are called penis facials. Now, if you're a fan of the internet, you will have seen penis facials before, but that's not what I'm talking about. (laughs) So this article is brought to you by ifuckinglovescience.com. And I'm going to read some of it. The weird beauty practices of the Hollywood elite have become so bizarre they sound like parodies of themselves. That part I agree with. Yeah. Uh, Think bird poo and placenta facials, snake venom eye cream, and being stung by bees. Yet the latest trend manages to take things one step further. Kate Blanchett credits her youthful glow to a treatment that uses the foreskins of Korean newborn babies, a.k.a. 
penis facial. So it's even worse than it sounds like. Yeah. Like I would be less grossed out if it was like, yeah, we like put semen into face cream and make face masks and that's what a penis facial is. But yeah. no, this is like Korean baby dick pieces. What the fucking shit? Yeah. Um we saw this facialist sidebar. I would like my new nickname on the show to be the facialist. No. Okay. Uh accepted. We saw this facialist in New York, Georgia Louise, and she gives what we call the penis facial. Blanchett told Vogue in Australia. It's something I don't know what it is or whether it's just because it smells a bit like sperm. There's some enzyme in it, so Sandy refers to it as a penis facial. What the Sandy the she refers to here is her Ocean's 8 co-star, Sandra Bullock, a woman not new to the world of unusual anti-aging treatments. After all, she regularly applies hemorrhoid cream to her under-eye area to reduce puffiness. Bro, what? I'm glad, I don't know, sometimes I'm glad I'm, I'm like fat and ugly and I'm, I don't have to worry about trying to be pretty. I'm like, because like, holy shit. Well, it's completely ridiculous and asinine is like, it, we're talking about Sandra Bullock and like Kate Blanchett. Like, mm. like it doesn't, it doesn't seem that these women should have to try too hard. Yeah. But like, I mean, so like, you know, but you wonder like they're, they're pretty old. Right? They're fairly... Yeah. You know, I mean, they're not old-old, but they're, you know, they're like some grandmother's age, right? So, like, they're probably thinking, well, all the shit that I've put on my face and stuff and the way that I do everything has kept me from looking like your grandmother. Yeah. Maybe. Or yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, just like clean living and stuff. Yeah, or not having to worry about money. Or not having to worry about money. Yeah. Not having to do the stuff that pe regular people have to do. Yeah. I don't know. But back to the penis facial. Yep. Oh, that was in the article, so that was like perfect. Uh, what exactly does this special treatment involve? Well, first of all, it's not really called a penis facial. On the company website, it goes by a far more palatable name. The Hollywood EGF facial. It involves a cleanse, an intensive TCA peel, microneedling, an electrifying mask, and finally, FDA-approved epidermal growth factor, which is the EGF serum. EGF is derived from the progenitor cells of the human fibroblast taken from Korean newborn baby foreskin, which helps to generate collagen and elastin, Louise explains. So the EGF used in the treatment comes from skin cells produced in a lab. FDA-approved stem cells and peptides are penetrated deep into the skin using a special electric micro-needling wand. This process allows the active ingredients to be transported deep in the skin by creating temporary microchannels. It all sounds very sciencey, but how effective is it really? I mean, it just sounds like an injection. Microchannel with a needle is an injection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh... So it's not really baby foreskin pieces. No, it's lab-grown baby yeah, it's foreskin not like they're, pieces. They're taking uh, baby foreskin pieces and like cutting them up and like placing them on the woman's face. 
It's still pretty fucking weird, though. Super weird. Well, I mean, like, the steps and stuff, right? Because, like, it's like, oh, yeah, we, like, burn your face off with acid, and then we put a mask on and taser face you, and then we, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Taser face. Taser face. Uh, and then... Do we have personalities or are we just Marvel shills? <laughs> We're just Marvel shills. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> Zach, we will eviscerate and excoriate DC for you soon. Um, taser face. Anyway, th- so they like taser face these chicks and then like, and then they put lab grown, uh, just like ground up penis parts. On the like, inject it into their face. <sighs> After rubbing a, a one of those, uh, I'm sure they have some other v- version of it. But they were talking about micro needling. Yeah, that's a thing that I've seen, and it makes sort of sort of makes yeah. sense. That's that's the thing that like dudes do. So I once upon a time I have, was researching I have one. Uh, how to grow a beard because yeah. I you can't I can only grow a goatee mm-hmm. and look like a villain from a cheesy eighties movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically the conclusion I came to was to get these micro needler rolls, yeah, and you roll them across your face, so then you pl- apply minoxidil. Um, the only thing is when I applied the minoxidil, I got a really intense headache. I could feel my blood pressure spike. <laughs> which is like that's what it's supposed to do but you're not supposed to yeah. fucking feel it yeah um so and then i decided this isn't worth having a beard that i'm gonna want to shave every two weeks anyway yeah you you probably like had an allergic reaction to it or something yeah it was not good i'm guessing like overreaction but yeah. anyway yeah like the microneedling makes sense and then they either like rub this stuff on afterwards or they inject it or whatever but like the first few parts are actually worse than the rest of it in my opinion, you know, like as yeah. far as like extreme, yeah, the taser facing, yeah, the taser facing, yeah. and like burning your face off with a, because it's basically like exfoliating with acid or something, yeah, whatever. Can we be done talking about beauty shit? <laughs> this is fucking weird. <laughs> I I mean, yeah. like, it's not as weird as it was with like the baby penis stuff, but like. <laughs> Why are we talking about baby penises two weeks in a row, too? Like, we, can we not? Well, let's keep baby penis out of the news. Yeah. Let's, let's stop, have, like, using baby penis for stuff, guys. Yeah. <sighs> I can't believe plan. I have to say that. But anyway. In, in 2022. Uh, yeah, so, uh, last few weeks... Uh, I mean, last several weeks, we've been doing Spider-Man stuff and paying attention to all the Spider-Man news that has been coming out. Yes. You know, lots of statements have been flying around. Amy Pascal said there's a new Marvel Sony uh, Spider-Man trilogy coming out. Kevin Feige has confirmed there's going to be a new Spider-Man trilogy uh, MCU Sony mashup trilogy coming out. Um, We've got all the Spider-Man news. Finally, finally... And Tom Holland has said, he's like, well, well, none of this is explicitly wrong. Like, that was all we really got out of him from before. He's also, like, trying to promote a, a totally different movie, because he yeah, has, yeah, like, seven movies coming out. another huge movie coming yeah. out with Mark Wahlberg called Uncharted, which mm-hmm. we will be reviewing in a few weeks. Um, so, <laughs> in some press conference, uh, he 
was asked about what was going on. He finally kind of like broke code, silence, whatever, uh, to say that right now they're just in discussion and talks about him returning for another Spider-Man trilogy. If we restart Spider-Man after what just happened, I, I walk. I like I'm done with Spider-Man at that point. I think Tom's just holding out for money. I, I do too, but I, like I, I, I think on the set of Homecoming, Robert Downey took him aside and was like, Hey man, look. <laughs> one day there is going to be a time in which you have all of the power. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to use it. Yeah, he's like, you know how I'm getting paid for being in this movie th- uh, third <laughs> as much as you? Guess. Add two zeros. <laughs> Alright. Now you could be getting paid that much. Yeah. So, uh... If you just grow a fucking big set of cojones. Yeah, because it really does feel like... I, I mean, it feels reminiscent of Robert renegotiating his contract because mm. like he let them talk he let them talk themselves into a corner yeah they're, basically well, we have all these Tom movies planned we have all this stuff going on yeah and he like doesn't have a contract he's just like <laughs> yeah how you gonna do that without me bitch <laughs> yeah so it the situation feels reminiscent which which is like so fucking meta i don't know yeah like, right oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, he so, really is Iron Man Jr. By the way, I hate that. I, I like that's not true. In in this situation, the real life situation, yeah, he's a baby RDJ because of yeah. what's going on. But yeah. Um. So so yeah, I mean, he's he pretty much said, you know, he doesn't have a contract. Uh, they're in kind of talks and negotiations. He didn't use the word negotiation because he's smarter than that. But they're in negotiation. Um, I'm glad he's not like 18 anymore and like is smarter than he was. Yeah, I think he's gonna take him for as much as he can, <laughs> and I'm I think okay they're gonna give it to him. Somebody's got to take fucking Disney's money. Yeah, they got enough. Yeah, I and agree. a lot of it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So speaking of that, uh, No Way Home this past weekend. Yeah, was in, uh, took third in the box office this last weekend, uh, with 7.4 million. I didn't see what the other movies made. Uh, one of them was Moonfall. Um, I don't remember what the other one was. It was just like an off comment. Does it scream again? Mm, maybe? You know, we purposefully, like, tried to prepare for this episode so that this wouldn't happen. And then we're like, yeah, we could talk about this little random thing. <laughs> and now I'm not ready for it. I <laughs> gotcha. I got myself. <laughs> <sighs> hey, look, there's the article that I was looking for. Hey, that's mm, coming up shortly. Shoot. Okay, so here we go. Uh, Jackass Forever took first place, uh, twenty six million. Man, all you fuckers that went and seen this movie have turned me into a liar. I've been saying for months, maybe not on the podcast, but I've been saying in real life. Nobody Why is cares. this movie coming out? No one cares. Why did it get number one? 
bunch of people wanted to see like random old dudes get fucked up one last time. Fucking nostalgia, man. Who the fuck goes and watch a movie out of pure nostalgia? Uh, <laughs> don't answer that. <laughs> uh, Moonfall got eleven million. Uh, Spider Man No Way Home placed third with seven point four at negative thirty three percent from the last weekend. So. Yep. Uh, seven hundred. This is all domestic, by the way. I believe. Uh, seven hundred forty-six million total. Damn, dude. Yeah. Yeah. We surpassed a billion worldwide, right? Isn't that like one point three? One point three. Yeah, one point three billion worldwide. It. Uh, I think it beat. There's a video of uh, an interviewer telling Tom Holland that it beat Avatar domestic. <clears throat> and he's just like, what? And he like looks over at like his publicist or whoever's with him and be like, is he fucking, is he fucking with me right now? I love Tom. You guys should look that up. It's pretty funny. His interviews are always so great. Yeah. You it guys is... should watch his hot ones. His hot Seems... ones is great. Yeah. That was pretty good. We're not sponsored by hot ones, but hot ones is cool. Does Hot Ones do sponsors? No. no. They, they get, get sponsors. sponsors. Yeah, like what? <laughs> All it's right. Like, I'll sponsor Hot Ones. I'll even try the sauces. The bomb is good. It's just super fucking hot. Like, a, a dab will do you. <laughs> a dab will indeed do you. Okay, so... Uh... <laughs> Oh, you so, had the, yeah. the uh, Eternals. Uh, speaking of Marvel news, Eternals leaves theaters with second worst domestic performance in MCU history. Yeah, because it was trash. Uh, Eternals <laughs> rewired. This article is brought to you by TheDirect.com. Okay. <laughs> Eternals... <laughs> why was that hilarious because so <laughs> I was so climactic and you were like okay <laughs> the direct uh, Eternals rewired the Marvel Cinematic Universe's DNA sure the epic spanned thousands of years journeying into ancient civilizations through a Marvel Studios lens that connected to a present day apocalyptic narrative Boasting a cast that included A-listers and award-winning actors such as Angelina Jolie and Richard Madden. On top of the golden stamp of approval from Marvel president Kevin Feige. Eternals appeared primed for success. While Eternals was far from a failure. I mean, financially, maybe. Yeah. The Immortal Ensemble's first installment left a lot to be desired. Hopefully last installment. The film is currently the only Marvel Studios picture to receive a rotten score on Rotten Tomatoes and also raked in the lowest opening weekend domestic box office for an MCU film since 2015's Ant-Man. It deserved every bit of that. Yeah. Despite those underwhelming numbers, Eternals proved to be a high-demand property with its record-breaking Disney Plus debut. Okay, but that's not a good thing. That means everyone saw the trailer and was like, I'll wait 
till I can watch it at home because yeah. it doesn't look like it's worth going to the theaters. I have Disney Plus so that my kids can watch Encanto or whatever and blah, blah, blah. So like, oh, this Marvel movie is coming out. Should I go to the theaters, watch the, watch the trailer? No, I'll wait until I can watch it for free. Yeah. No one, not one fucking person subscribed to Disney Plus just to watch this movie. Yeah. That's an exaggeration, but I'm pretty sure it's real close to zero. Yeah. If it's not zero, it is one. <laughs> it's an insignificant number. Um, Despite all the robots on Reddit that say this movie is one of the best MCU movies, I swear to God, they're all fucking robots. I, I would also say not to defend the movie or its lackluster box office, but I do also wonder if like some part of it had to do with like when you seen the trailer, like it didn't look like a family film. It didn't look like a Marvel movie you would take your kids to see. Like it looked like it was going to be darker than what it was. It looked like it was going to be more I mean, intense. It was kind of dark, but like, yeah, some of that might have gotten cut out. But, it, you know, I mean, there's just structural problems with that movie. And we talked at length about that <clears throat> in our review. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, I, want, I do wonder if that didn't hurt its, like, box office a little bit. Like, people being like, it doesn't look like a movie I want to take my kids to. Well, the first weekend when we went and there was literally, like, a family behind us. And then the, the like, totally PG sex scene happened, but it's a PG-13 movie. Yeah. And, like, they have, like, their seven-year-old or something and they're like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, so three months after it was released in theaters, Eternal has officially exited cinemas in the United States and its receipt is not much to write home about, but you wrote about it anyway and we're talking about it anyway. Just because we want to trash this movie. Well, that's true. (laughs) Eternals ends its domestic run as the second worst performing movie in Marvel Studios 14 year history. And the next was, or the lowest was Ant-Man? Uh, so, uh, with a 164.9 million return domestically, 30 million more than Marvel Studios' lowest domestic haul in 2008's The Incredible Hulk. Oh, Incredible Hulk, okay. Eternals falls 60 million short of fellow fall 2021 MCU release Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, which boasted $224 million at the domestic box office. So that movie was fucking awesome. That movie was fucking great. Uh, Fellow rookie ensemble picture 2014's Guardians of the Galaxy has over double Eternals domestic box office with $333 million. Did they just need to make this article longer? I think they did. Uh, They're just going to compare it mathematically to every (laughs) single and write a whole paragraph about each equation. Internationally, Eternals has crossed 400 million, placing it comfortably over popular projects like Captain America the First Avenger and Black Widow. What's next for Eternals? Nothing, hopefully. An Eternal sequel remains unconfirmed, but these numbers shouldn't influence franchise plans too much. Yes, they should. The quality of this movie should affect sequels plans. Cuz like I don't understand how somebody can yeah. go watch this movie and think it's good. Like, it's just so poorly structured. I, yeah, I don't know. I know a few people that were like, that asked me, like, hey, did you see Eternals yet? And I'm like, yeah, I seen it opening weekend. And they were like, 
you haven't talked what did you think and i was like i haven't talked about it because i hate it yeah <laughs> like i'm not happy that i hate it i don't want to hate it right but i hate it right so and then i i do know a few people who aren't like super huge into comics that was like what the fuck was that and i was like that was three stories combined into one story and they had to force feed you five minutes of narrative because they didn't think that you were smart enough to pick up on the story because they weren't smart enough to tell the story without force feeding you five minutes of narrative i summed up our entire eternals podcast in uh, three sentences yeah or at least what i said in the episode <laughs> yeah. but um yeah no it's it's wild i don't i i, I mean they gotta fail sometime right like they're if they just keep succeeding then they're gonna plateau and i'm hoping the failure in the story for eternals like forces them to learn a lesson yeah they gotta learn from their mistakes yeah so all right can we move on from eternals we've talked about it a lot in the it's trash yeah we have. I got a bad taste in my mouth yeah um one more piece of marvel news which is comic book related oh yeah uh Wolverine, Hulk, Ghost Rider, and Spider-Man will reunite as the new Fantastic Four in Marvel Comics. It goes back to one of the most popular Fantastic Four storylines ever for a new series. Uh, this is from an article on Games Radar. Um, there's a new Fantastic Four in town, at least there was back in 1991's Fantastic Four number 347. Now the new Fantastic Four consisting of Wolverine, Hulk, Spider-Man, and Ghost Rider are coming back in their own title, which harkens back to the original adventures. Uh, we got uh, writer Peter David and artist Alan Robinson. Uh, it's a five-issue flashback series set in the time of the team's original short-lived formation. Oh, okay. Uh, it comes out in May. The specific plot hasn't been revealed. Teases a series of mystery villains you'll never see coming. I swear to God, the ads for fucking comic books are like, they never changed since like the <laughs> 80s or something. Maybe even earlier. They're so cheesy sounding. A series of mystery villains you'll never see coming. Ha ha! <laughs> Whiz bang. Uh, Cheddar Shane. Jesus. Bring in the cheese. Uh, new fan. The concept of the original New Fantastic Four has been referenced in the current Devil's Reign Superior Four limited series, in which Doctor Octopus oh assembles a team of his own multiverse variants based on Hulk, Wolverine, and Ghost Rider. Yeah, so there's a thing going on. I don't know. I haven't read anything about it. <laughs> uh, there's a thing going on in New York City in current um, Marvel comics called Devil's Reign, and there's just like a bunch of uh, limited series about it. Um, but yeah, that one looks interesting. So the Superior Four, uh, Dr. Octopus literally assembles a team of other Otto Octaviuses that are like have the powers of the Hulk, Wolverine and Ghost Rider. So they're like four-armed or six-armed dudes. But they're like if Otto had that many arms and then became the Hulk or became Wolverine or became Ghost Rider. 
but they're all auto. So I was super into this. <laughs> and I was going to go get it. But I haven't <laughs> bought a comic single in a long time. Yeah. Um, it's a, now it's I'm not a, so sure. <laughs> it's a limited series. Yeah. About those four characters. Um, the limited series part is part of what pulled me in and interested yeah. me. I like I like that because um, like as a comic book fan, it's really hard to like keep up on everything. Uh, but I could dig on some limited series stuff. Yeah, um, I'm interested in reading Devil's Reign in general. Uh, when it comes out on. Unlimited. Unlimited, yeah. Yeah. But I do I do like this iteration of uh the Fantastic Four. Um Yeah. Because the interactions between all four of those characters, like those four characters all have so much personality. Yeah, it's very interesting because they all like have fought each other too. Yeah. <laughs> and like anytime you stick Ghost Rider on a team, I'm like, okay, yeah. I gotta see how this goes. Right. Like Wolverine is like well Wolverine's a, a Ronin. He's he's a he's a lone wolf. He's you know, but he also still works really well in a team. Yeah, like whereas like Ghost Rider is like kind of like fuck you guys. We'll do this my way. And yeah, like we're well, you're part of the team, and he's like, yeah, no, I mean I'll be there. I got your back, but also fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> like, also like I'm going to like ruin this dude's soul. So. I hope you're not worried about the whole killing and not killing thing, because like I'm gonna do worse than that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that looks interesting. Uh, look out for that in May if you're buying singles, or look out for it sometime in like December or some shit if you're on unlimited. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, I I don't know if I talked about this, but uh, the Immortal Hulk finished on. Uh, unlimited. Oh yeah. So, so I should read it. You should read it now. There's 50 issues as okay. well as a few tie-ins. So cool. Um, but it's really fucking good. Uh, the end is fucking bonkers. So <laughs> the whole thing is crazy, but the end is nuts. <clears throat> if you guys don't have unlimited, maybe look into it. If you liked reading comic books, if you don't give a shit about comic books, then fuck you. Not fuck you. Keep listening, please. I love you. <laughs> I'm just an asshole. But I really like comic books. Yeah. Uh, and then we have uh, we we're gonna go back to movies for a second. Uh, we have a story about a sad Tatum. Uh, this is from Variety. <laughs> I think Russell forgot about this. Uh, Why is everything asking me to fucking let them this dude's send me name? Just like makes me laugh because once upon a time someone called him Tatum Channing, and I could never get his name right again. Yeah. Okay, so Channing, this is Channing Chatham. Channing Tatum. This is from Variety. Uh, Channing Tatum was so traumatized by not playing Gambit that he can't watch Marvel movies, it was just too sad. <laughs> I think he's just trying to get a prescription for Xanax. Oh my point. god. 
Uh, so in this week's Variety cover story, he's talking about the road to co-directing his first movie, Dog, which looks, I don't know if it's, it looks like it could be a really stupid movie. It looked like looks like it maybe it could possibly be like a Marley and Me situation. I don't know. Yeah. I don't care either. Um, before he came up with the idea, uh, Tatum and Carolyn spent four years developing Gambit, a raunchy standalone movie based on the X-Men mutant. Raunchy? What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be, but like, I don't like, feel like it should be. He's like a fairly charming dude. He's not like a... Gambit XXL? Like... <laughs> is he gonna... <laughs> is he gonna be a stripper now? Uh... Superhero Project was set up at 20th Century Fox in 2016. Tatum and Carolyn, um, who's his longtime producer partner, um, had lobbied to share the director's chair. The studio really didn't want us to direct it. Tatum says they wanted anybody but us, essentially, because we had never directed anything. He was so in love with the script that he'd written with Carolyn that he was up to letting go of, of directing. Speaking about it now, still spends defends the character as if it were a real person. They would call him flamboyant in his description, Tatum says. I wouldn't. I, he was just the con- coolest person. He could just pull anything off. Most superheroes, their outfits are utilitarian. Batman's got his belt. Gambit's like, no, this shit's just fly, bro. <laughs> Fuck off. I fucking hate him now. No, listen, this shit walked down the Paris runway last year. He's just wearing the stuff that's so dope because he loves fashion. Fuck off. Fuck you. Oh, God. Huh. This just keeps getting worse. Their version of Gambit resembled the tone of Deadpool and would have been rated R. We wanted to make a romantic comedy superhero movie. All right, fuck you, Channing. I'm done with you. Get the fuck out of here. I... I want to read the script. No. It needs to die in a fire just like <laughs> just like the fucking Green Lantern script at the end of Deadpool 2. <laughs> Traumatized by not playing Gambit so he could ruin a character. Thanks. Bye Channing. Uh hold on. I mean, I got to defend him like a little bit. So, like, the title makes it sound ridiculous. And, like, it is kind of ridiculous. But, I mean, if you, if you think about it, like, all the time he spent on the script. And, no, like, I get that. Developing the character and, like, you know, falling in love with the character that he thought he was going to play. Like, I mean, I kind of get it. I kind of get being upset. But, yes. like... Being upset, yes. Hollywood physicians will just give you whatever drug you want. So, I feel like he's going a little far to get a prescription for antipsychotics. Yeah. Also, he should never be let anywhere near a script again. If they were going to make a raunchy rom-com. <laughs> yeah, that, Fuck that is ridiculous. I, do, I would like to read the script one day, uh, but I do find that absolutely ridiculous because you have missed the entire point of Gambit as a character. Yeah, like, it's all a facade. Yeah. He's... <sighs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. Closing that article. Fuck you, Channing Tatum. If you want to send us the fucking shit-ass script that you wrote with your <laughs> longtime producer partner, 
uh, go ahead, draftyq at gmail.com, or if you just want to send us a picture of you giving us the middle finger, I don't care. It'll, we'll have your email. Dude, if we get a picture of Channing Tatum sending us the middle finger. I'll, we'll put it on our fucking Facebook. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I've been listening to you guys since the beginning, and I was rooting for you. How dare you shit on me? We'll shit on you if we want to. Whoa. Metaphorically, not oh, okay. actually physically. That's okay. You need consent. You definitely need consent for that. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so next up, uh, Moonfall hates maple syrup. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm interested, uh, this is weird. Uh, so, uh, this is from the globeandmail.com. Um, I don't know. The Canadian website, maybe? I don't know. Canada's weird. Sorry, Paul. (laughs) Uh, Inside the Mystery of the Missing Moonfall, the biggest movie to ever bypass Canadian audiences. Like, why? Why wasn't it released in Canada? Where'd the fucking article go? <laughs> oh, shit. Are we, are we on the cusp of a conspiracy? Oh, uh, what the shit? Is is this what the riots in Canada were about? Yes. And the signs that said fuck Trudeau is because they didn't get to watch Moonfall? Okay, here we go. Uh, so this is by Barry Hertz on uh, the Globe and Mail, but apparently it's a subscription site, so just go to Reddit and look it up. And somebody copy-pasted the article in in the comments. Not all heroes wear capes. Nope. But that guy might be wearing a cape. His name is Chanma50, so I don't, that doesn't help. Is it Channing Tatum? I'm gonna message him now. <laughs> Your fucking <laughs> script for Gambit Sock Dicks. Uh, anyway. Inside the Mystery of the Missing Moonfall, the biggest movie to ever bypass Canadian audiences. Uh, This weekend, the new end-of-the-world movie Moonfall is set to dominate the box office. Directed by Roland Emmerich, the disaster porn artist behind Independence Day. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Behind Independence Day 2012 and the day after tomorrow, Moonfall looks gloriously trash-tacular. I I love this this writer. Um, It (laughs) features a curious collection of stars. Halle Berry, Patrick Wilson, Donald Sutherland, a head-shaking plot, a mysterious force has knocked the moon out of its orbit and sends it hurtling toward Earth, and a beautifully absurd tagline, in 2022, humanity will face the dark side of the moon. (laughs) God damn. (sighs) For Canadians finally allowed back into theaters uh, after yet another round of shutdowns, Ontario Cinemas reopened this past Monday while Quebec venues welcome audiences back next Monday. Uh, Next Monday. Past Monday for Ontario. Next Monday for Quebec. Um, Quebec? Yeah. Quebec? Yeah, Quebec. Quebec? Quebec. Why? What? Oh, that's a letter. Can you joke? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fuck the Quebecois. Uh, 
<laughs> Moonfall sounds like the perfect no brains required entertainment for a dead of winter night out. Uh, not tonight, because snowpocalypse. Anyway, uh, especially given that there isn't much else on offer in multiplexes with Omicron where a studio's having largely abandoned January. The only problem, Moonfall is not opening at any Canadian theater this weekend, nor will it be available on demand. Moonfall is simply bypassing Canadian audiences entirely, uh, and with a U.S. dollar $140 million production budget and huge launch across U.S. screens, it is the biggest release to ever do so. Uh, so here's some reasoning. <clears throat> this past Friday, Allied Global Marketing which had been responsible for Moonfall's Canadian marketing in an arrangement with the film's domestic distributor, Mongrel Media, confirmed to the Globe and Mail that both companies were no longer handling the movie's release. Up until that point, Moonfall had been an active concern. Mongrel posted trailers on its Facebook page as early as this past September, and the film was listed as opening February 4th on the website of Cineplex, the country's largest exhibitor. Posters were up in theaters, and Mongrel's Twitter account promised an experience only in theaters and IMAX. Tweets that, as of this writing, are still online. So what happened? Blame the Ontario and Quebec governments, says Canadian film industry veteran Vic Victor Lowy. Okay. <clears throat> don't care, don't care. There's a lot going on here. Uh... Story is that three or four weeks before release, we have to push the button to buy advertising, TV, newspapers, online billboards uh, on a film like Moonfall. We're looking at millions of dollars. In Ontario, no one was saying a word about reopening, and in Quebec, it was worse. We were in complete darkness. At some point, you have to make a decision. Okay. So, Lowy said Mongrel had already spent $150,000 to advertise Moonfall last year. But given that Quebec shuttered theaters December 20th and Ontario closed cinemas two weeks after that, with no firm guarantee as to a reopening date in either province, the gamble of committing to further promotional spending was too risky. At Christmas, we had Ameri American Underdog and a few before that release, Quebec shut down. We took a big loss, and this is the way it's playing out. So it's basically because of... Um, uh, they didn't COVID. know about yeah. They didn't COVID know if and restrictions. Their two largest uh, provenance. Their provinces, not provenance. Province. Province. I'm learning words today. You added an extra. And yeah, I do that. Yeah, I know. I'm from Indiana. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> yeah, but you're from like northern Indiana, where there's like uh, credited colleges. I'm from, I mean, I didn't go to Notre Dame. I'm like, from the, the hills. Yeah, but you like absorbed. Okay. The I was just like, I was within a, a certain radius of like Notre Dame and like Bethel and shit. And like, I just absorbed it in the air, the intelligence from those colleges. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and a little bit of the pompousness. Uh. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, so it sounds like the companies that were in charge of marketing in Canada were basically like, fuck this movie. We're not taking the loss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we don't know if they're going to open again or not. So whatever. I need to know if they serve 
pancakes at movie theaters in Canada. <laughs> hey, Paul. <laughs> you need to email us. Do they they call them flapjacks though, right? Is that where that's know. from? I'm not trying to make oh fun of Canada. God. I'm genuinely curious. Why would they serve pancakes at a fucking theater? I I don't it's Canada. <laughs> 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 if anything they would serve like poutine or some shit like what's poutine you don't know what poutine is uh uh-uh. does that have syrup in it no it's like fries and cheese curds and gravy there might be bacon I don't know that Paul don't kill me sounds delicious yeah 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 and we don't like no one around here makes it right like Per Paul. Well, he yeah, also I doesn't. Mean, he also doesn't like white gravy because they don't have that up there. It, they don't have white gravy. No, it's like all brown gravy. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck. Canada's weird, bro. I mean, I don't super love white gravy, like sausage gravy. Yes, uh, but like the white gravy on country fried steak. I don't know if that's like the same thing or maybe flour. I think it's basically the same. It is, it's but... like flour and meat fat. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know. Not not a big fan of that. Yeah. Uh. That's interesting. I mean, I could try calling him, but I don't know if he has to work tomorrow or not. <laughs> I mean, you can't see me looking outside, but I'm looking outside. Uh, I imagine he has to work. Well, he lives in Atlanta, so. Oh, yeah, that's right. I always forget. I forget he moved all the time. Yeah. Every time. All the time. Yeah. Uh, Bill from Indy asked Paul, because, like, we all know each other. Like, there's, I don't know who listens. Somebody that we don't personally know needs to email us. Please email us and let us know that you exist, because I feel like we're talking to, like, five people that we personally know. Um, Yeah. So like, you know, not Bill, not Paul, not uh Zach, not Yeah, Zach's emailed us a few times. Uh and I know Zach personally. Yeah. You've met Zach. I've met Zach. Um Zach's a good guy. Uh shout out and congratulations to Zach, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um him and his wife had a baby or are pregnant. Is that the Zach that we played fantasy with? Yes. Okay, I saw him at uh the theater when we went to see No Way Home, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. He was like, I think he was coming out the same time we came out. Yeah. So, hey, dude. Cool <laughs> he said hi, but yeah, I was just like, oh, hey, he's cool. Yep, we used to work together. Um, but I want somebody that we don't personally know to email us because, like, I don't know if you exist. Yeah. Like, um, like that random British lady. Yeah, that but like not a scam. Buy a part of the company. I thought she just wanted you to send pictures of your dick or something. Or she wanted to send you pictures of her and she, she was looking for a sexual slash investment opportunity. That that's almost too weird to be a scam. But anyway, that's what I said. <laughs> still not. I still said no. But I was like, like what? Well, what? If there's a lot of money. No. <laughs> okay. I guess we'll just work till we die. But 
Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I would like somebody that we don't personally know to email us, draftyq at gmail.com, but I also need Paul to email us about poutine and pancakes at movie theaters in ca- in Canada. Yeah, Fla- flapjacks. I think the correct term is <laughs> flapjacks. I kind of want him to come up here and just be punch like, me in show, the throat. punch you in the throat. <laughs> There's the bad precedent for that, so... Probably not. Probably not a great idea. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you shouldn't show up and punch me in the throat. <laughs> oh, that's an inside joke. We weren't going to do this anymore on the podcast because it's about stories we can't tell. Yep. Maybe one day. Uh, pay us enough money. So anyway, subscribe to Patreon for one dollar and support us. Uh, it sounds like Mongrel Media and whoever the other one was. I don't remember. Omer. No, that wasn't it. American Underdog is something else. Omeritas uh, Media because that's an awesome name. Yeah. What was the other one? Oh, Allied Global Marketing. That's not an awesome name. That so, sounds like the villain in a comic book. Uh, Union Allied is actually the name of the construction company at the beginning of uh, Daredevil. On You're Netflix. correct. That's why it sounds yep. like <laughs> an evil corporation. Yeah. Uh, Allied, I just, I don't, I remember that because I watched the first season and a half. Uh, a few weeks ago. Um, anyway, Ally Global Marketing and Mongrel Media apparently just were like, fuck Moonfall because we're not losing money again. So that's what happened. That's yeah. why it's not playing in Canada. That is interesting. It's wild. It's completely, like, it's crazy. Like a $150 million movie without marketing costs. That's just production costs. Because a lot of times we see these costs, it's always the production cost. But almost always, the the budget is actually double that because of the marketing. Yeah. Because they have to make that money back. So they spend just as much on the marketing and then make, you know, double that if they're Marvel and half that if they're everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, Yeah. Movies are fucking weird now, guys. But anyway. Yeah, they are. Uh, speaking of weird movies slash shows, um, a little while ago, six, seven weeks ago sometime, uh, we watched a trailer for oh, a God. show called The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. And I said that I wasn't going to watch it because I had already seen it because there's another movie that there's a movie movie that came out on Netflix that is pretty much the uh, from my impression was pretty much the same thing. The woman in the window. Yeah, the woman in the window. Um, so then I seen the the preview for it on Netflix and I was like oh it's out. I'm not gonna watch that and in the time that I was sitting there staring at the screen saying I wasn't going to watch it. It started. Um there was an image of Kristen Bell in uh, Negligee. And I said, <laughs> well, I can watch an episode. <laughs> Got him. And then I finished it. <laughs> oh, you finished. All of it. Uh, I was in the living room and there was a strict, mm. no specific acts in the living room. A specific agreement. no finishing in the living room. I mean, preferably no starting either, (laughs) but, you know, Uh, so I then proceeded to travel down the three and a half hour hole that is 
the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Okay. So I watched it. I watched all of it. I watched all eight episodes. Uh, what caught me off guard, and one of the reasons I did decide to finish it, was that the episodes are, are sitcom length, so they're like between 22 and 29 minutes. That's super weird. Yeah, so this is a weird show. Yeah. Um, in case you didn't know what show we're talking about, or you're just tuning in because it's not a radio station, uh, I watched The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. I'll have the name memorized by the end of this. <laughs> so Jesus Christ. Um, so as the guy sitting on the couch across from the TV watching a TV show, uh, I watched three and a half hours <laughs> of this weird fucking movie. Okay. So basically, Kristen Bell is, uh, she plays, she plays character named Anna. And it also stars uh, Tom Riley, uh, who plays Neil, uh, Mary Holland, who plays Sloane, uh, Cameron Britton, who plays Buell. You have previously seen Cameron Britton in Mindhunter. He played Edmund. I don't know his last name. Edmund Kemper. Ed oh, Kemper. Ed Kemper. Yeah, Ed Kemper plays the uh, uh, maintenance guy that's working on her house. So this Ooh. is this is specifically what I wanted to talk about. Okay. Okay. Um I still honestly don't know how to feel about this because part of me wants to say that this this is this show is terrible and that it's really bad. Yeah. And then part of me wants to be like this is the greatest version of this thing that I've ever seen because this thing has been done to death so many times that like I didn't understand why we needed this. And then we found out that it was going to be a comedy. Right. And we were like, oh, so it's going to be a comedy. And then I watched it, and I was like, this is not a fucking comedy. And then I read a couple reviews after watching a couple episodes to see if I should bother finishing it. And the reviews told me not to. Uh, and the <clears throat> reviews called it a parody. But I wasn't really getting the parody thing either. Because it's not, it's not a parody. Like, it's just literally not. Like, it, it sort of is... But it's not. It's it's complete and utter satire. Um, is the best way I think to describe the series. Mm -hmm. uh, so it has all of the tropes of this type of story. So the maintenance guy, uh, Cameron Kemper. Cameron Britton, who plays Ed Kemper on Mindhunter, and who plays Buell in The Woman in the House Across the Street. From the girl in the window. <laughs> uh, is working on her mailbox in the first episode. And he's just outside her house working okay. on the mailbox. She comes outside. She says hi. He says hi. And he's kind of supposed to be like this kind of like a... Like there's clearly something wrong with him. Yeah. Like, when he, when he talks. Like, I don't want to say he has any, like, sort of mental illness, because I don't know if that's what they were going for. If it is what they were going for, it didn't really come across right. Yeah. But, like, he, there, he just doesn't feel normal. Mm -hmm. Um. So, in the first episode, one of the earlier scenes in the first episode, he's working on her mailbox. And in every episode, up until the last two episodes... 
He is working on her mailbox. And it's a very ineffectual maintenance, man. <laughs> this was my favorite part of the whole show, is every time she leaves her house, he's working on her mailbox. He's not doing something different around the yard or something else around the neighborhood. Like, every single time you see him for, like, most of the show, he's just working on her mailbox. Okay. And at one point, he's, like, trying to put the flag on. At another point, he's painting the mailbox. So it's, like, a couple different things, but it's always... It's everything that could have been done in, like, two hours. Yeah. On a mailbox. Sure. Except it gets dragged out. Yeah. Which is my favorite bit in the show. So it it does that. And then, and that's the best example I can use without really spoiling anything in the show. Uh, but throughout the show, you get all of these tropes that are from these types of stories that these stories always have. But all of these tropes are the joke. Yeah, so like That's, the oh my god, you should know that this guy's the killer because he's doing this all the time. All those tropes, yeah, and like, like all the, just all the like, yeah, that makes sense. Those are all the like in jokes that if you don't know the genre, yeah, then you and, aren't gonna get it. Kind of like it's kind of like Scream. Yeah, it kind it kind of it, it's it's reminiscent. Uh, it, it's the equivalent to this story. That scream is to the slasher. Yeah. Right. So, um, I mean, I wouldn't say I would. I wouldn't say it's done as well. No. Because we hold scream in pretty like high regard. Yes. And like, I wouldn't really want to watch this show again. Yeah. Scream is I a am... very high, like, tier version of a satire of a popular genre. Yeah. Um, I am kind of glad I watched it. I mean, I I basically had the time to waste like it wasn't a super big deal that I was like finished it and was just like, what the fuck afterwards? And mm. like the, it only gets more ridiculous as it goes. So like, but there's, there's like reasoning, like it's a fairly good story. It's told fairly well, but the stuff that is the stuff that is ridiculous and bad in the story is the parts that are supposed to be funny. That's meant to be ridiculous and bad. Yeah. Like she, at one point she's talking to her husband and well which is like her ex-husband but you yeah. know that in the beginning um and she says something about Buell still working on the mailbox and he's like he's been working on the mailbox for three years and <laughs> <laughs> so then at that point you're supposed to like you're supposed to do the reel back in your head and yeah. like be like oh man oh, he's wow. been working on the mailbox the, the entire show like and he's the uh, killer yeah and so uh it's just, I don't know. Like I enjoyed it, but it it is kind of dumb. Yeah, and it's not. It's not exactly like brilliant satire, right? But there is like a certain air of, um, I I, I guess I'd say intelligence that like went into designing the script. But it's very clearly designed. Like none of yeah. it seems. It doesn't seem like uh, organic yeah like it's not an organic story it is kind of forced um it's not like a super great thing to watch i only recommend it if you're okay with wasting three and a half hours and yeah. like if you literally are just like i don't want to super think about anything really hard then like it's okay to watch mm -hmm. like it, it is kind of it's amusing there are elements of it that are funny but you don't feel like you're supposed to laugh which also fucked with me because it it wasn't like letting me know that it was okay to laugh. 
which like a lot of stuff has been doing recently, yeah. like weird pauses in the movie that don't need to be there, like mm-hmm. for like the laughter and you not being able to hear what's going to get said next. Like I've noticed that's been like a reoccurring thing on streaming. Um, but so it it doesn't really reinforce any like any of it that it's funny. It but it, so it doesn't like it doesn't take itself too seriously. But it also doesn't joke about itself enough to be a comedy. It's just really weird. Yeah. Like, I I can't tell you if it's good or bad. I I cannot. Like, I have no like bearing on whether or not this so is like, a good thing or a bad thing. <clears throat> completely meh, but like sort of well done. But you're not sure what the intent was, so you can't tell if it was actually well done or not. Yeah, yeah. Because you like if you're intended to actually laugh you should know even with dark comedy that like there's obvious laughter right yeah yeah and see i wouldn't say it's a dark comedy either like and really? like some of yeah a couple of the reviews was like oh it's dark it's super dark and like i didn't think it was dark like bo burnham's inside is fucking dark yeah like that is dark comedy um this i didn't necessarily think was dark like hmm. it's the stuff that could have been super dark they made jokes out of maybe they were trying not to go that dark so that's why they yeah made the stuff that wasn't as dark that could have been funny into darker and then took the really dark stuff and made yeah. it funny yeah that's... like when you find out what happens to uh her daughter so you learn in the in the first few minutes of the first episode that her daughter had died Mm -hmm. and that's kind of why she's on like this prescription medicine and drinking and stuff and but when you find out what happened to her daughter it's so absolutely fucking ridiculous like it's just and i'll tell you off air but i don't i don't want to put it i don't want to spoil it because it's just so ridiculous that Mm -hmm. when you're like what the fuck Mm -hmm. you were most definitely like what the fuck and then you're like and that was when I got confused, was when I found out what happened to the daughter. I was like, I, is this, like, I don't... Is this a is, joke? Is this a joke? Like, is this okay to joke about? This is fucking ridiculous. Like, this is absolutely fucking insane. So, um... But yeah, it's, it's just... I don't know, like I said, I only really recommend it if you, like, have three and a half hours to waste, or if you're, gonna, if you're sitting down to watch something to eat, and you don't want to commit to something too long, like, and you want to watch it in pieces then like by all means but it's not anything it's not anything to write home about hmm. but yeah i would say on a scale of one to ten if i was going to rate it i'd give it a six uh but i also feel weird rating it because i don't really know how i feel about it as far as like being good or bad okay mildly enjoyable if you've seen other if you've seen other stuff like this, then like you'll probably get all of the trope jokes. If you liked Hot Fuzz more than you liked Scream, probably don't watch this. That that that's pretty good. That's that's such a far and uh broad reference. Yeah, so basically what like I'm that saying that is good... <laughs> what I'm saying is is that Hot Fuzz is a satire with a lot of clear humor in it. Yeah. Whereas Scream is a satire that is very serious, but still is satirical. Yeah. 
So like this sounds like it's somewhere more towards Scream, but maybe a little nudge more comedic. Yeah. But not as good as either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's not like, again as long. Yeah. And I also want to say like it's not as bad. So like I don't like parody movies like for the sake of the parody movie, like movie forty three or not the another teen movie or, or like the that. scary yeah, movies. Yeah. Like I've I've never really been into those. Like that's not really my type of humor. Um and it's not like those. So it is much closer to Scream and Hot Fuzz than it is to those movies. Yeah. But it isn't as good as Scream or Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Okay. I feel you. Yeah. All right. We're ready to wrap this up. Yep. Okay. Well, um, thanks for listening to episode zero of DQP Weekly. If you have any questions or comments, uh, concerns, uh, if we don't know you personally, please email us draftyq at gmail.com. Go ahead and subscribe. Give us that five star rating and comments on your preferred uh, podcast media outlet. Um, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Word. Uh, at DraftyQ. Yep. Uh, watch Russell's Call of Duty videos on TikTok. Yep. My TikTok is Russell James DQP. At Russell James DQP. Oh, yeah, I don't know how TikTok works. Yeah. It's, I, I it's watch, very similar to Instagram. I watch screen records of TikToks on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is cool, but which works better than Facebook's because Facebook won't share the whole. That doesn't make any it, sense. Yeah, you have less time on the Facebook reel than you do on the Instagram reels. And it's the same. Or the TikToks. Thing. Yeah. They're both Facebook. Well, I, I think I think Facebook is doing that on purpose to steer traffic to Instagram because you have to watch if you watch the video and you can tell it's only half of it or there's no context or whatever, then you have to go to Instagram to pull up the whole video. Ugh. And then if if it's a, like a part of a YouTube video, you have to go to their profile and click the link and then go to their YouTube and look for the video. Yeah, there's, it's almost like we need something to come out as a website that is more effective than Facebook and YouTube and Instagram. Whatever. Anyway. It's almost like monopolies are a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. This has been episode zero. Yes, it has been. Also, we don't have a whole lot of content on Patreon, but we would appreciate you subscribing for $1 as general support. Yes. And one day, one day we will create some Patreon content. Yes. Again. Again. Is there stuff still up there? Yeah, there's stuff still yeah, up there. Yeah, there's stuff for you to peruse if you've never subscribed before. Um, But yeah, this has been episode zero of TQP Weekly. I am not your boy, Dave. I am Shane. And Russell is been rambling this whole episode yes <laughs> correct goodbye and good night
production of the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network.